This episode of Forging Flame is brought to you by Onnit, the total human optimization website. You can go to onnit.com right now and enter the code FORGINGFLAME at checkout for 10% off any of your dietary supplement purchases. You can also check out a free trial for their three primary supplement products. They've got Alpha Brain for nootropics, Shroom Tech Sport for fitness and recovery, and New Mood for your mental well-being. Uh, not only do they have a host of great supplements, but they've also got just about anything you could possibly need for your health or fitness journey. They've got resources for training. They've got certifications and a ton of great workout equipment. Again, Forging Flame at checkout, 10% off. It's awesome. Do it. Do it. Forging Flame. This is a podcast where we have conversations with creatives of all types. We're very interested in the creative process and what makes these people tick. My name is Ryan Selleck. And I'm Nick Hinton. And today we are talking with Mr. Mike Angel. Mike Angel is a prolific musician performing with the music group Bigfoot Yancey. He is also co-owner of Square Cat Vinyl, which is a record store in Indianapolis, Indiana. And he has also uh, helped spearhead a lot of different music events that have happened in the local Indianapolis music scene. So he's just... He's done it all, man. He's done it all. He's just generally an all-around awesome guy. And this uh, this podcast, this goes all over the place. And uh, we have partially hotel tango whiskey to <laughs> thank for that um we started off with some old fashions and uh the the joke quickly came up that nick hinton was the inventor of old fashioned and we just we just ran with it i'm not sure where should, that came yeah, from we exactly. should say for the record uh that while we may claim otherwise here in this episode that you're about to listen to that i did not in fact Invent the recipe for the old fashioned. The recipe for the old fashioned has been around since like the late 1800s. Uh, definitely had nothing to do with me. <laughs> but Nick Hinton does make a delicious old fashioned using true. Hotel Tango whiskey. What yeah. what is that? A two year aged bourbon. This is a yeah. They're getting all this all this free advertisement here. Oh yeah. Uh, no, this is a two year aged bourbon here. It's a. Uh, an American straight bourbon whiskey. Yes. And it's real, real tasty, super well balanced. Real tasty, and you know what? It works. Just uh, just scored a rating of a 94 through um, some whiskey branding situation or nice. another. I don't know. I don't know anything about whiskey grading bodies, but <laughs> 94 is apparently a big deal. So congratulations, yeah, Hotel Tango Master Distilling Team. That's right. Awesome. So, yeah, without further ado, we'll just go ahead and jump right in. Here is our conversation with Mr. Mike Angel. So, we don't have a set way yep. to just start this, except um, we just kind of hit the ground rolling. Let's get this party started quickly, right? <laughs> you could say we're already started. It's, it's happening. 
right, right now. All right. Thanks for having me. Well, Thank you for, for having us. Thank you for being here. Uh, that's right. I am your mother. I did have you both. <laughs> <laughs> for our guest today, this is Mike Angel. Mike Angel is probably one of the people that I know that I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words there. Yeah? Yeah, I lost my words. Because um, we're drinking uh, Old Fashions because uh, Nick Hinton invented the Old Fashioned. I, I did flash. invent the Old Fashioned. It's a little known fun fact about me. Yes. He's I'm, only, what, 34, 35 years yeah, old? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be 35 this year. 35 and, this year. Um, and I um, found this out actually during past life regression therapy that in a past life i did uh in fact invent the recipe for the old-fashioned so i believe it i, I heard yeah. it on instagram earlier today yeah. actually so yeah I, I mean i just heard it on instagram but that's uh that's that's good enough for me i saw it being recorded on the instagram <laughs> oh wow. so i guess that's good enough for me too <laughs> wow this that's amazing a, what an echo chamber <laughs> <laughs> if we hear it enough from each other it must be true it must be there's no alternative it's good enough for me. And that's Facebook, everyone. <laughs> All right. So Mike Angel, Mike <clears throat> Angel uh, known for uh, his work with Bigfoot Yancey, as well as the Virginia Avenue Music Fest, formerly known as the Virginia Avenue Folk Fest. Is that right? That is correct. All right. Uh, Mike is just an all-around badass. I'm going to blow a little smoke up his ass a little bit. But what I was trying to say earlier was that... There are very few people that I know that I respect more than Mike Angel just because of what he's done, not only as a musician, but as an entrepreneur, as just an all around good dude. You know, my hat's getting tight here. Let me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just fine. Just un unbutton it a little bit. You know, um, I really took for granted the going down to Square Cap Vinyl, his uh, his vinyl shop that he owns along Patrick alone that see see the old fashions working um, <laughs> owns along with uh patrick birch mm -hmm. and i uh i miss going down there for a good cup of coffee and hanging out with those guys and and enjoying the good tunes they're playing and just an all-around cool vibe there they're there for like a couple of months i was down there just about every day doing my work and just hanging out with you folks and i, I miss it i wish this covid would just just go away no? Yeah, I'm ready for some some more live local hip hop. That's that's how I've mostly interacted with your with your shop. The hip hop night is big. It's oh, a yeah. it's a good night for uh, Fountain Square. It's um, a good time. There used to be a hip hop night before us at the GPC General Public Collective a few doors down. It was a, it was a cool little art gallery, but uh, they got ran out. I don't know what happened. There was like a fist fight. Unfortunately, it was at a hip hop show, and it's like hip hop. It was something That's like violent. that, you know. Yeah. And we were like, uh, "Yeah, we'll have hip hop in Fountain Square then." And we haven't had any problems. The fucking crowds are great. Can I say fucking? On you it? can say feel as free. much fucking as you want. Yeah, but uh, don't feel like you have to say fucking either. Yeah, hip hop night. If you night. feel like saying fucking, definitely say it. Shout out to Sunny Paradise. He is our host for Hip Hop Night. He curates it. He's my buddy. He's great. He's talented himself. And uh, I'm really glad to be working with him, as well as Chris Wolf for the open mic night. That's huge, too. So mm. the, both those guys put together great events. But just had to get that out there. No, nice. that's, that's fine. That's good. We can't wait to attend those events again in the future. Right. 
might have more events, bigger events, better events. Who knows? Or we might not ever have events ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anywhere. <laughs> I'm, uh, I've enjoyed this downtime Me to kind of reset my, my mind and uh, started working out, and I just feel better now. I know mm-hmm. that all in all, COVID-19 is terrible, but... It's been good for you. Yeah, I'm trying to find <laughs> good parts for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it sucks that my business is shut down, and, like, with all the tension in the world right now, you know... I think all of us probably have interpersonal relationships that are kind of struggling with other people because our true characters come into light and things like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad in the world right now, but there's also a lot of good. And I just like to highlight that because if, if you take the time and just acknowledge the parts of yourself that you can make better and everybody did that, the world would be better. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been trying to do. Good. Try not to be such an asshole. Try not to be such a fat slob. <laughs> try not to drink so much, but I couldn't resist tonight. Oh, yeah. We're having Hotel Tango. I don't know if we mentioned Hotel Tango. Oh, yeah. shout, uh, shout out to, to the fine folks running the show at Tango for supplying us with some lovely two-year bourbon tonight. Thank you for the liquor. It's, it's delicious. It, it is quite tasty. Probably the best old-fashioned I've ever had. The best you've ever had? <laughs> ever. Ever. Now. The best ever. Because it, it was made f- by the founder. The original. That's, yes. that's right. Um, I actually d- uh, don't really attend bar over there, so it wasn't me that made it. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was definitely me that made it. I just didn't make it. Thing practically I mean, made the, itself. You were the first. <laughs> you were here first. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I've always been here. Yeah, you touched on something a second ago that I, I really like thinking about a lot and, um, you know, acknowledging like the the good things and the things that you can improve and stuff. And like, I think about that a lot, like, and that really came to me when, uh, when I first started doing gratitude exercises, cause I've tried a whole bunch of weird shit to try to deal with my own crazy. <laughs> um, but gratitude exercises have actually been really effective for me. And I think it's because you sort, when you start acknowledging things that you're grateful on a, on a daily basis with intent, you sort of widen your perspective of the world. And it's not just this shit show that you see on Facebook all the time. Right. But every single day you're kind of saying, Hey, you know what? I got clean water today. That's, yeah. that's yeah, pretty yeah. fucking cool. And it came out of my faucet. Not as good as this clean water over here that I paid 89 cents a gallon for, but I don't mind paying 80, 89 cents a gallon for some clean water. And, you know, it's pretty, I'm, I feel pretty fortunate that I'm one of the people on the planet that gets to do that because. In the some, history of the planet. In the history of the planet. Hundreds of billions of people or however many people ever walked the earth. <laughs> Nobody's Christ. had it easier than we do right now to go get water. So we should be grateful for that. You get know a how cold gallon down at the gas station. Exactly. You know how shitty our ancestors would be to hear about some of the things that we bitch about <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, oh, your your magical phone device isn't working perfectly right fucking now. Cool. I just buried three of my kids because they got dysentery, and I don't even know what the fuck that is. And that's when forging flame took a dark turn. It takes a dark turn just about every episode, and I think uh, I like it like that. And we can't be held accountable for that anyways. <laughs> yeah, just... this, is, this is on you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so. So let's talk about uh, What, do, talk what about would you like life. to talk about today? Dude, I got so much I'd, I'd love <clears throat> to talk to you about and love uh, I'd love for you to share with our audience. Uh, yeah. Our audience is growing. 
a right. steady pace. It's just I'll do my best to shout it out when the episode's ready to go. I'll push it out to my people on uh, Square Cat and Bigfoot Yancey. And yeah. Nice. We love when other interstellar people do. overdrive events. Oh, yes. shit. Yeah. We, we love when other people do our marketing and promotional jobs for us. Yeah. It's great. It's well, if you're a guest on something, you should push it a little bit. I mean, one would hope a little bit at least, a little, right? just a little bit. You know, give it a little, a little nudge, a little something. Because at the end of the day, we we bring you here for multiple purposes. Of course, like for the for the overall purpose of the show, which is digging into your creative process as it like applies to multiple pursuits that you've got going on. But then also to help support and promote those who are actively doing things and let you use what will hopefully be a, a, a reasonably power, powerful platform for, for such things yeah. you know, at some point. So. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think the benefits of coming on the show are great. I read through the list, uh, two free drinks with drink tickets, <laughs> uh, free publicity, yeah. but I'm most interested in the banana pudding wrestling in the baby pool later. That'll, oh, that'll come after. All right. That sells it every time. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't supposed to mention that on the show, but um, here we are. The three of us are going to tango. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I came pre-buttered, so. All right. <laughs> that well, makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> so one, one, one thing that, uh, that I did want to ask about, and not to... <clears throat> Not to you know derail the conversation away from <laughs> such delicious subjects as we were on, but uh, we spoke for a moment about about COVID mm-hmm. and like how yeah. that's had a toll on your business. But <clears throat> one thing that you've done to try and work around that, or I don't know if it was something you were doing already, but um, mail order record sales, You're yeah. selling, selling your inventory online. So we were doing online sales in a much smaller capacity before COVID-19 hit. Mm-hmm. And as Pat and I kind of saw this coming, it was happening in Europe. And we met with our staff early on, like a month before everything sure. got shut down and said, this is a possibility that all of this is going to happen. Like everything we told them have just like laid out step by step. And so we were rushing, scrambling to get the website, the web store up and running. And yeah. we launched it the day we shut down, like all the businesses shut down mm, or yeah. the day before it was right around that time. So that kind of saved us a huge pain in the ass. I mean, we're not like killing it like we were, but sure. it's enough to coast by right now. So, mm. I mean, whatever, whatever it takes, but I mean, potentially just given Given the way the economy seems to be shifting towards the economy, on, oh yeah, because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I I don't, um, but I mean, do I. A lot of people are definitely shopping online a whole lot more, yeah. and stuff like uh, like a well curated record collection means a lot to a mm-hmm. lot of people, uh, not right. just even in the U.S. but globally. So having the ability to to provide that abroad, yeah, we are. I mean, that's powerful. We're sending a lot of. Uh, Every time I run to the to the post office, there's seemingly one from another country. Like I, yeah. there was one in the pile going to Japan the other day. Nice. And uh, one going to what country was that? Florida. <laughs> <laughs> America's Wang. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, I'm really grateful that the online sales are doing well. And then we started doing the litter box, which is like you subscribe yeah. and it's just a we pick them kind of thing. Like we surprise you. Just pick them straight out of the bin. So 
Is anybody else doing that, like subscription vinyl? I think so. I, I saw VGR up in Muncie was doing it. Hmm. Shout out to VGR. Shout VGR. out to all the record store homies in the city. Nice. NDCD and Luna. I, I, I really think that subscription-based record sales could be pretty hot. Like, yeah. Even outside of global pandemics, like, definitely a, yeah. a worthy venture. It also worked out well for Vinyl Me Please and a few of those other record clubs. So mm. it's kind of based off what they do, but a little less calculated. Where can we find out more about this? Find out more at squarecatvinyl.com. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the best that's the best voice. I'm gonna do what I can to bring that out as much as possible. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to watch your levels a little bit. Just kind of hover over the. No, find out more at squarecatvinyl.com. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Is that crazy, Mike? Is that the voice? He's I don't know. That's somewhere. one of them. Crazy Mike, he's like uh, one of those used car salesmen, you know, that's uh, screaming at you to. Yeah, okay. growing up watching all those local TV ads, you know, like Don's Guns and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, just all of it is in my head from when I was a kid, just staring at the screen, just coming out in little bits. Was the first one where you were just kind of running around the record store and like saying, we got vinyl? And yeah, I don't even know. I was high, extra hyper that day. <laughs> Slam some. Coca-Cola or something, some of that Mexican Coke we have, and I just started throwing records. Like, And I stopped on one. I hurt some people's feelings. I can't remember what else. I was like, yeah. But, um, yeah, but it got a lot of laughs, so I just kind of, why not? This is a good Kept way to let the public slowly know that I actually am insane. <laughs> it's like this character's great. It's like, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's just a part I'm so of creative. <laughs> You're just turning up the volume on certain channels. That's all. Yeah. Now then we did the the, the crazy Mike promotional videos for the Bigfoot Yancey shows. No fees. The no fees. Now the no fees thing caught on, and the hi-fi started using it. I see you out there. All right. <laughs> They started using it? I saw them post no fees. Whoa. Highlighting it. That's I see you out there. Mm, I could draw a parallel with our own government, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> not yet. Maybe No fees. Maybe when this whiskey's a little uh, little further towards the bottom here, we'll, uh, we'll get into that. So you get dark with it? going to get a little dark. Can we break down no fees, or is that too dark? Can we explain oh, what Oh, he that hasn't is? seen... Uh, he oh, hasn't seen it. well, assuming neither have our listeners, so okay. let's at least well, let's clue just, them on. Let's just pull it up, and I'll let you watch it. And okay. then for the video here, I'll just patch just, it right in there. Nice. We're going to steal some content. That's right. Steal it from ourselves. Oh, I didn't have anything to do with it. No, but... Hey, Ryan created it, so he owns it. I, uh... He has to license it from himself. I own, <laughs> I own his character, too, so... Oh, wow. Yep. He, he doesn't know it. Help, I'm trapped in the box. <laughs> All right, it's somewhere here. So to keep the conversation going, yeah. What's uh, what's new with uh, Bigfoot Yancey? A Bigfoot Yancey recorded a live session at Postal Recording on tape earlier this year. On tape, and Jake Huber mm. and his crew videoed the thing from several angles. So also on tape. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Available on VHS at your local Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember what date that I said I was going to release it, but I don't even know. Soon. Soon. There will be 
ads. There will okay. be crazy Mike no fee ads, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'll uh, I'll help out with that. I know this a guy. promoting a free video that will be streaming, so <laughs> no fees. Good, good. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and watch this real quick. Okay. Yeah, hold that up. It's supposed to free. Hey, folks, Crazy Mike here from Crazy Mike's Ticket Outlet. This Saturday night, we got tickets for Bigfoot Yancey's album release at the Hi-Fi Indie, right across the street from Square Cat Vinyl. It's raining tickets, folks. Saturday, July 13th at Hi-Fi Indie. Doors open at 8 p.m. And if you buy the tickets at Square Cat Vinyl, there are no fees. No fees. No fees. No fees. No fees. No fees. So come on down to Square Cat Vinyl today and get your Bigfoot Yancey album release tickets. No fees. America. All right. So, so no do, fees. Do we want to get into like how that came to be or do we not want to ruffle any feathers? How did it? Oh, Fudge, that's what you were talking about. No, that wasn't. I, oh. I had something else in mind. Um, I plan on ruffling a few feathers. Well, you know. Spoiler I, alert. I, I had people. How did that come about? Someone was like, I'm trying to buy tickets, but they're not They're not $12. They're like seventeen fifty or something. They're seventeen fifty. I'm like, like, what? Marked up like 40%. There were a lot so. of fees on there. And yeah. so then I just demanded that I get a stack of tickets. We'll just dumb it down. They were the fucking fees were outrageous. <laughs> yeah, we're a local band that lives like twenty feet away from the fucking <laughs> Fountain Square, and you can't. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, it's so pretty gangster. Even when we sell tickets at Square Cat, there's fees online, but there should always be an option where there's no fees, and there shouldn't be extra fees on local bands. Right. Yeah, but that's just my opinion. Right. It's ugly. It's, um, it's uh, always different when you're a musician and you're running a venue because you can see it from both sides, you know. So, mm. Yeah, I was hanging out at uh, Square Cat Vinyl one day and he started trying to shoot a, a video um, advertising the show. And he like did a few takes and I'm like, I mean, I'm not doing anything right now. I can, you know, just shoot it with my camera and then edit it real quick right here in Premiere. And it basically turned into that, and um, it, it caught on. Extensive shoot. I mean, it was like an hour. It, was it an hour? It, to me, it seemed like it was like fifteen minutes. Well, I had to drive the truck around the block. Uh, that's right. There was a lot of steps, <laughs> different locations, <laughs> but to find the proper seating on the toilet. For yeah, <laughs> you had to write on the toilet. Have we you ever written really on re- toilet paper before? It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not an easy thing to do. So we uh, we shot it real quick. I edited it real quick that 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 night, and then we put it out there. And then I'm like working there the next several days, and people kept coming up to the counter and be like, "Yeah, I'd like a couple of tickets to Bigfoot and Yancey's album release. No fees, please." <laughs> <laughs> the no fees thing caught on. Like, people still say it to me. I know it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Hey, you're the no-fees guy. Somebody drove by and said that. (laughs) No fees. (laughs) Yes, that's all I am. The no-fees guy. That's the thing you're going to be remembered for when you die. It's not going to be the Virginia Avenue Folk Fest. It's not going to be Bigfoot Yancey. Not the peak you wanted. Sadly, you're right about that. Not uh, (laughs) square cat vinyl. It's going to be no fees. That's all it's going to say on your tombstone is no fees. It'll be no fees until I have some kind of 
angry, drunken meltdown in public, and there's like 60 <laughs> camera angles on. I'm throwing a cell phone at my kids or something like that. I don't even know. No, you know what? Fees. Fees for all of you. <laughs> Everybody pays fees. So Bigfoot Yancey, one of the – I'm going to take a little left turn here because <laughs> – when I mentioned Bigfoot Yancey, I'm like, oh, yeah, Mike Angel, he's in, uh, he's in that band. They're one of my favorite bands. And uh, one of the things I really like about Bigfoot Yancey is that not only, guys are, uh, not only are you guys really good musicians and you make really good music, but it's remarkably accessible. And I didn't notice that until I saw you guys play in Fountain Square. I think it was like – I don't remember what kind of event it was, but it was like right there on the square um, outdoors – I was watching you from behind, and I was looking at the crowd, and there was there was all kinds of people there. There were hmm. there were old people, there were young people, there were kids, and everybody was digging it. And I'm just like, wow, they really are. Like, and I don't like using the term accessible because accessible generally means that you suck Satan's cock for uh, <laughs> for uh, money. And Bigfoot right. Yancey definitely doesn't do that, man. They they make music they love. I love their music. It's um, I started getting into you guys right around. Right around the time I, I helped you out and recorded your, your first right. EP. And uh, that was right around the time I started listening to the soundtrack for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And that was like playing on loop. I had a puppy at the time, and every time I'd leave him home, I'd play that soundtrack on loop. Like I thought it might make him feel better. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, he went insane. He's mad. Oh, <laughs> I miss that boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's Wee a boy now. But, uh, Made him a better place. He's in, in a, a much better place. I don't know about that. Um, maybe his backyard is a better place than a backyard here, especially right now. Man, it's really nice in the Pacific mm. Northwest. North, North, Northwest. Northwest. You might. Uh, I'll be onto something there. Yeah, Pacific Northwest. Oh, we're gonna open up a bed and breakfast in uh, Portland. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's a million dollar idea. Yes, but Pacific yeah. Northwest, America's first flannel pillow. <laughs> I'm reaching here. That's it good. Though. Sweaty. It's so sweaty. Yeah. I'm thinking beard hairs. <laughs> Combs your beard while you sleep. Yes. Greases right. it up. <laughs> My beard self lubricates while I sleep, so I'm covered. That's uh, literally covered. Drips. <laughs> it's, it's kind of gnarly, actually. Yeah. Um, so you kicked it all off for us thanks for recording that first ep welcome to the city ep back in uh, 2015 that was fun that was a lot of fun that was uh that was a challenge because i didn't have really as many microphones as i would have liked to and we just did it right in a in a bare bones room there's no sound treatment we just just a living room just just a living room standing playing live not even to a click yeah, not even to the click. We just did three takes of each song and, and chose the best one. Fucking nailed it. Sounds great. No, you didn't hear that one. You heard no? uh, you heard uh, their latest one. You said no. You no, said I that. listened. Uh, let's see. Let me find because I listened to you heard uh, Welcome to the City EP. Uh, yeah, was that the one that was was that like 2014, 2015, something like that? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, you did listen to. Yeah, it. With, I listened. With so the, the, the us on the album mm. cover in a van. Poking our heads out. I, I didn't look at the album cover. Mm. I was I was listening while I was working earlier ah. today, and I, I <laughs> Ryan Ryan loves the way that I describe things sometimes, and sometimes. I was listening to yeah sometimes <laughs> I was listening to the song Coyote, mm-hmm. yeah. and to me it felt like you were 
conjuring the ghost of the swamps of like old Indiana. Like that's how it struck me. It sounded like Midwestern swamp music. Hmm. Interesting. And like, you know, there were a surprising amount of swamps in central Indiana. Like yeah. Avon was a swamp before. The whole damn state was yeah. forest and swamp. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So like it it felt oddly right and it, it struck me as such. And I and I admittedly, like generally speaking, like folkier, uh a little more like like leaning towards like Country. What could be considered the country realm? I don't want to be disrespectful by by saying country because it's not. It's very much not. But but that's just generally not like the way that I lean musically. Right. Um, Me either. But uh, it, <laughs> I just it, play the shit. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think shit. I might have seen you guys like. Oh, you know what? They played. They played live for your going away party, didn't they? They did. Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, that's where it was. That was a day. That was Holy a day. Shit. <laughs> That was a day, and I'm back. We and did a triple so, header that day. We played Pride oh, shit. out in the middle of a field with no cover, and it was that like was a, a hot-ass day. It was like 100 degrees, and we were melting. And oh, my God. It's like, please, may we have some water? And they're like, you must earn it. <laughs> <laughs> Play your country music, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, God damn, I was fucking dehydrated. And then we had to rush to our friend Hannah Lindgren's uh, film perf- uh, preview at Tyner Pond Farms and play there. And I was laying in the bathroom of that place fucking dying. Mm. <laughs> we had to rush to your place. <laughs> and then, was- then they get to our place and and Mike is dying and he, he comes inside. I mean, a party's going on right now. There's yeah. all kinds of people wandering around. Mike goes straight inside and sits down on the couch and he's just enjoying the AC, just chilling out for a second because he's very welcome to, because, <laughs> sure. you know, my brother Nick was just like, yes, please go inside. Please chill out. Please make very yourself comfortable. <laughs> and then my sister-in-law, not knowing who he is, like comes out and she sees Mike sitting on the couch. She's like, fuck are you doing here <laughs> i don't know what she said but she's like what's, what's this about it's <laughs> like i'm dying I'm just, i just need a minute <laughs> that was that was a fun night overall it was oh my gosh i had a few a, favorite parts of that night but we won't go into that hey we can go into hi dan anything we want to dan crawford god Love bless you jujitsu <laughs> jujitsu is highly effective but uh, not always appropriate. I kind of feel bad about my uh, well, my application of jujitsu, and it might have just been inappropriate timing more than anything. I don't, I don't know that unsober jujitsu is advisable in most professional discussions. I would say, mm. but uh, I'm I'm a blue belt who's not trained in months and months and months. So my opinion on the matter is yeah, irrelevant. Month and month, maybe. Like well, you've been seven, in there, like yeah. a few mo- weeks and weeks. Let's this, say that this okay. brings up a, a valid and very um, current point, though. I think jujitsu should be used by law enforcement. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we'd be having this talk after all these incidents. Currently, like, you shouldn't have cho- you shouldn't have choked him out instead of you shouldn't have fucking shot him forty times. <laughs> Or like, choked him all the way out. Right. Yeah. But, I like, mean, if you could just – if you had the training and the discipline to yeah. just neutralize someone that you suspect is worthy of that abuse or whatever, yeah. that would be and much it go, better. It than, goes far beyond that too. It's not just, it's not just a matter of 
I can control somebody's body against their will, which that's definitely a big thing. Sure. Like in law enforcement, Absolutely. you need to be able to do that. Right. And you need to have options between, hey, sir, please put your hands behind your back and I'm pulling my gun out and shoot you. There, there needs to be a wide gray area of. I agree. Of Sorry to take such a turn no, with that, but no, I've been cool. thinking about that <laughs> no, a lot it's, lately. It's, Watching it's, all these fucking crazy videos of police just offing oof, people. It's yeah, and hard to see. Those motherfuckers. I mean, it's it's relevant though, and like beyond that though, it's there's something very valuable about a person that's in a position of power, like a police officer, coming into a jujitsu gym on a regular basis and being fucking humbled. You know, not only are they constantly getting hands laid on them, you know, some of these people may go months and months and months and not have anybody actually grab them and try to do something. You know, whereas these officers that. I train with, I train with several police officers and you know what? Every single one of them, they're, they're twice the human I am, you know, they're just really good people. And, um, they're in there on a regular basis. They're there to learn. They're there to get better. They help their team. They have generally good spirits. And, um, but there, I think that there's value of being in that situation and being in bad situations with people that you may or may not know. And, Having people humble you and smash you and beat yeah. you all the time because yeah. even the good guys in jujitsu they lose all the time, you know. And some of these, I feel like the the people that are causing problems in that realm, which they're out there, obviously, um, sure. they are uh, they're likely not experienced in that area. Like anybody, any of the jujitsu people that I, I know that has seen that video that's caused this whole crazy shit storm that has been long coming, a long time coming, you know, everybody that's seen that has been like, that's fucked up. That guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's a piece of shit. Like all of that. It's been unanimous. Are you referencing a a specific, the George, the George Floyd, yeah, George Floyd. Oh, that, that guy. Was that jujitsu? That was not jujitsu. No, Uh, dude, I don't care how big that guy is. Like I'm 190 pounds. I could have held him down by myself without handcuffs. And yep. I'm so just that's why I didn't know you were talking about George Floyd because I had no hint of jujitsu in there. That no, was no, not at all. That's, straight that's, up execution. Yeah, for sure. Slow and the fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that cop. Yeah, for sure. And and the thing is, can I say like, that on here? For yeah, sure. For fuck sure. The police. Any, okay. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> anything you want. It's, it's, it's your microphone right now, Mike. Well, if you come after me, come after me and not Nick and Ryan, please. <laughs> hey, thanks, buddy. I will definitely stand by the sentiment that all cops should be training on a regular basis. They should be training jujitsu. They should yep. be in the jujitsu gym with people that that are that know a lot more than them. And um, yeah, they 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 need that. I mean, really, anybody needs that. Anybody yeah. that's smaller, there's a whole any list of females. Things. Like basically, everybody needs to train jujitsu. Yeah. Forever. They need to train Forever for and never. a few years on a lot of different subjects. They need to earn their guns. They need yeah. to not have qualified immunity. They need to serve the people that mm-hmm. pay them instead mm-hmm. of kill them. A, a, very so. good, uh, a very good friend of ours who, for the time being, shall remain nameless at his request, um, was a very decorated member of uh, the local police force. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, is no longer... Um, but he had proposed uh, very shortly before um, his departure. Uh, he had proposed a kind of a comprehensive training academy situation where uh, new recruits are essentially doing all of their training across two years 
on a college campus wearing, you know, wearing suits, attending law classes and actually getting essentially like a, a degreed education right. in being a police officer. They're in the gym at least four days a week, um, uh, lifting weights, training jujitsu, training basic combatives, and doing a lot of situational training. Mm. Um, and the way he described it to me, it kind of sounded like the exact antidote to what we constantly see yeah. over and over again now. They yeah. need like history classes, communication <laughs> classes, de-escalation classes. Like mm-hmm. they, there needs to be a lot more going on there than hell yeah. Than what it is. So. Yeah, I can't. I can't say for sure like <clears throat> what exactly is going on there in terms of like police training, but I can definitely agree with that. That like it's it's baffling to me that uh, that the people some of these videos that I that I see not not particularly the more violent ones and the more brutal ones, but there are some of them where it's so apparent that the police officer has no training whatsoever, yep. that they have no idea how to control somebody in a very basic way that I could, I could teach somebody. I, you know what? I would even venture to say that Jaron is better at controlling a person than I've seen some of these police officers control just after a few sessions with him. Well, Jaron's you know? very level headed. So yeah, Jaron's a good boy. Jaron Kelly. He's uh, the guitar players, pedal, pedal steel player, backup vocalist for Bigfoot Yancey, by the way. That's just, him. Uh, yeah, that's him, that guy. He's a real boy. He's a real boy, and he just started training jiu-jitsu. And um, you know Good what? Boy. He's uh, uh, not to take a sidestep here, but he's also um, um, kind of a, you know, I don't want to turn, use the term gun nut, but uh, he's kind of a gun nut, you know. he likes. <laughs> if there was he, a gun nut, it would be He loves guns. He loves, you know, he, he's one of those people that enjoys all aspect of it. He, he enjoys the sport aspect of it. He enjoys, you know, having the self-defense. He enjoys it just as like a mechanical, like little machine. Like he mm-hmm. enjoys yeah. He's basically an all-around gun nerd, and I say that in a, in a positive way. But, you know, I've been kind of pushing him a little bit for the past several years to try out jiu-jitsu, you know, because you know, not every not every problem's a problem that you know? <laughs> right. like, we, we need to have options before then and uh and uh yeah he's uh he's starting to get into it and i'm i'm excited for it. i've been considering it too and i might Let's do it oh, if shit. i keep i've been running five days a week now yeah and lifting weights and yeah. eating pretty healthy and i think there might be a point where i get to a certain weight and i'm feeling good about what i've accomplished and i might try out jujitsu well here's the thing jujitsu is a very effective way of losing weight and yeah. like I hear people yeah. I all the time. I see you sweating in those videos. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I hear people all the time say that like, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to train. I want to wait until I get into a shape and train. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, no, fuck that. Get in here. It's not get that. I now. just want. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm not going to die of a heart attack. When no, I, you no, won't. I'm just kidding. You won't, man. No, um, I'm just, I'm just trying to do it on my own. And then when I feel like I'm disciplined enough, I, I'm thinking about maybe trying it out at least once. So, well, you should because um, uh, shout out to. Indiana Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Um, I currently work for them, and I do their intro classes, and I do the beginner Jiu-Jitsu classes on Monday and Wednesday. So they have a free 30-day trial. You can try it out for 30 days. You can do as many classes as you want, as many classes as you can take. That's what uh, Jaron did, and he loved it. It's a great academy, great people running it, and um, and you'll, you can learn a lot in 30 days. You Hell, know? yeah. And uh, the thing I would recommend to anybody that's looking to get into shape and looking to change their life – 
in in sort of a, a physical capacity in that way is I just recommend finding something that's fun, that's physical. You know, for some people that may be tennis or racquetball. To some people, Fucking that love might tennis, be, man. Yeah, swimming. What swimming? Yeah, anything, anything that's physical that wears you out. That's also really fun. Then just take that up as a hobby, and that's why jujitsu has been really effective to me because it's no longer about getting into shape. It's so far beyond that. It's yeah, just yeah. like, dude, I have to learn all of this <laughs> now. And I'm so impatient with it that I can't wait until the next time that I get in there. So it's, I'm not even thinking about how many calories I'm burning. Honestly, more often than not, I don't eat enough. Like I have to like consciously eat more food because I need to like recover. Hell yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, any, any time, just let me know. I'll get you, I'll get you in there. Everybody's super relaxed. There's no, there's no time period. We won't twist your arm. I mean, we'll twist your arm, but we won't, you know, uh, we won't, uh, we won't, uh, make you too uncomfortable. Well, we're going to make you uncomfortable, but it's going to be a good uncomfortable. It'll build character. I don't know if I'll be able to this year, but you uh, could do it tomorrow. Working on the, <laughs> trying to figure out what we're doing with the business. There's yeah. a lot of stuff on the horizon and yeah. I'm, uh, my current endeavor is flight school. I'm doing online ground school. Trying to learn how to pl- fly planes. So. Oh, oh, cool! Shit. Yeah. That's awesome. When did that? Uh, when did that come about? Yeah, it's been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. My dad was a pilot. I grew up flying with him, and he would work on planes. He was an aircraft mechanic too, and uh, I would build Lego planes in the hangar while he was working mm-hmm. on real planes. So mm. it's always kind of been a dream, but I never felt like I was stable enough to be in a plane. <laughs> like it takes a lot of focus to be a pilot or else you should have a lot of focus as a pilot. And I've just always kind of been wild card. So (laughs) just, you know, after this big slowdown, I had time to reevaluate my life and my plans and things. And it's like, I think I'm ready to kind of dig into this a little bit. So Hmm. it's amazing. Nice. I I had no idea that you were learning how to fly. Yeah. Just doing the book work right now. Yeah. The uh, actual flying gets expensive and you have to do it like, consistently so mm-hmm. that's going to be a whole thing when that comes along but mm. how 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 far out do you think it's going to be until you uh until you start flying planes mm, i mean i could do it anytime if i had the money laying around because ah. to rent you know like a cessna 172 with a instructor is probably around like 180 220 an hour or something like that mm. and you need at least 40 hours in the air to get a private pilot's license mm. But they it's say it's more like sixty-five. So it's adds up ten grand just to get certified. Yeah, yeah. Told. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. No rush. I mean, maybe maybe square cap vinyl bounces back in like we blow up fan fashion. Fucking my words. Get a fucking jumbo jet that says square cap vinyl on the side and fly it over Fountain Square. <laughs> well, I don't want to. <laughs> yes. I don't want to get anybody too excited, but. We are tar- talking about it on Forging Flame right now. Yeah. So, hell yeah. You know, it, it, it very well may just blow up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe, you know, six months or uh, three years from now, but it, it might blow up because of this. Hopefully. Hopefully we help <laughs> you blow crossed. up. We're going we're gonna to blow square cap vinyl as hard as we can. We're going to blow it up. <laughs> yeah. And act like up. we don't know nobody. <laughs> I know what you're referencing. It took a second. <laughs> and the next segment of the show. No, 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 no. 
So, what do you want to know, guys? We want to know. Let, I, I think we want to know about about some some process. Yeah, let's let's get into that because yeah. you do a, you do Proceeds. a lot of things. Being an entrepreneur is no like small endeavor, and it's not just like one job, right? So obviously, that's a heavily creative process, keeping your business up and moving and like going a direction. Hopefully, you know you've got like goals as a business owner, right? But then also you've got this relatively successful like multi-year ongoing we're in year four right now musical oh the fest no 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 i'm talking about square oh that thing so you've got yeah i mean you've got (laughs) i mean so the the fest is currently retired right okay we killed it deflated it's it's dead but still so music entrepreneurship (laughs) maybe a a future resurgence i don't know maybe what would it take? Zoom meetings. If COVID-19 can come back, why can't the Virginia Avenue Music Fest? <laughs> That's right. It's going to be your slogan. What's America's slogan? No masks. <laughs> no masks. <laughs> anyway, back to the point. My processes. Yeah, yeah. so I, I would imagine that, that those are very, very different mental spaces that you're in. Like if you are working on a song or, um, you know, maybe an overall concept for an album or, I mean, you know, just just whatever as it relates to the band. And then you've got, you know, how do you pivot during a pandemic to keep people employed? And, and so a totally different headspace for sure. But I'm assuming there's also a bit of overlap in how you approach those things. So let's let's maybe start there. Let's start in the middle. Would you say that there is a distinctive similarity in certain areas in how you deal with the creation of music specifically and how you deal with the operation and forward momentum of your business, pandemic aside? Um, I'd say that's probably true just because I am who I am and I just have a way of doing things. Sure. And I think that my personality just plays into everything that I do. So, fuck, I don't know. How do we break this down? How do we break it down? Well, it's a big question. It, it all started in the desert. I was born at Lake Winnipesaukee. I was one of a litter of five. <laughs> no. um, I was the one they threw away. No. Um, so, you know, I was trying to remember the other day how I write songs. I can't even fucking do it anymore. Like, I sit there and I was trying to write a song and everything just sounded like shit. And my sentiment right now in this particular time in the world is there are a lot of people that have really important shit to say and I'm not one of them. So Mm -hmm. if I like, if I'm out here pushing some shit that I'm writing right now, I know that it's not genuine. It's fucking just garbage, whatever I'm singing at home right now. Mm. Cause I try to filter myself and just put out the best of what I, what I can create, you know, self filter and, I don't want to add to any noise out there or try to drown out anything important being said by other people in the world. So I don't know if I'll be able to make music for a while, like new stuff. So that's where I'm at right now. But it used to just like come to me and I'd have something swirling in my head and it would just like I'd sit down and just write a demo right there. And then that became something. But there have been different phases of my life where like there was some kind of magic there that was more prevalent. Like when I was living in the van for a couple of years with the dog, 
that was fucking miserable at times. Yeah. So the only thing I could do to pass the time was sit there and write songs. And I'm, I believe that like gr- the best art comes from misery sure. or great suffering. I think all great artists suffered at some point. Maybe there's a few happy ones out there, but like that translated into the music. And right now I'm just kind of like, I'm not like miserable, you know? And so I don't have anything to say right now. I'm just, mm. I don't know. I'm not trying to deflate my process. <laughs> no, I'm just observing because I was actually trying to play guitar today and write songs. It's like, how the fuck do you do this? Like, <laughs> what, what, listen, I was, I was like, I'm a different person now. It's yeah. weird, but I think there's a, a, I think there's magic to it. Yeah. And the people that have that magic can fucking make great stuff. And I'm not one of them right now, boys. Mm. <laughs> magic it's, is being distributed in other directions, it would seem. It's out there yeah. in the streets fighting the man. <laughs> Strong place. No, I think that's I think that's completely valid, you know, being in a place where you kind of feel like you don't really have anything to say. So it's just like, well, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, why am I, why am I doing this? If I, if there's nothing like inherently to express, like one of our, one of our former guests, like she, uh, she said that, you know, she never sits down to try to write a song. Right. She never tries to do it. It's just, they, they come to her or they don't. And sometimes they take years and sometimes it comes in a flash. Um, but you know, it varies between, between each song, but I can completely understand that. Like, especially if you're paying attention to the things that are, that are going on in the world, it kind of feels a little icky to kind of focus on like, well, I'm going to make something pretty, you know, right. Yeah. I'm going to make a pretty little song and it's going to be fun. I'm not going to fold anybody, but I keep seeing, you know, people I know like pushing their albums right now. I'm like, mm-hmm. do you really think that's more important than everything going on over here right now? Mm-hmm. Cause that's what the perception is. So, mm-hmm. Maybe just like fucking cool out for a bit, you know. Just a little bit, just just kind of chill. Two ears, one mouth. Listen more than you speak. And this is coming from a fucking loud mouth. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to change. Strategy. Everybody should fucking change. Like acknowledge your faults and change. So. Yeah. Everybody just change. Just fucking change. Just change. If you could just stop right now, just change. And be completely different. I think. Uh, we'd all benefit from that. Please. We're begging you. Yeah. Please. You also mentioned not contributing to the noise, man, and I can definitely get behind that because if you spend too much time in the social media space, I mean... Now, I do it sometimes. a lot of noise. I'm not innocent. No, no, I get that. Every once in a while, I'm reposting something, and I'm like, I'm outraged about this. (laughs) And and I go back and look like I'm a fucking asshole. (laughs) No, but there there really is a lot of noise right now, and I'm not contributing that to um, to anything like political or anything like that. But what I really mean by that is like social media has become a thing where people kind of uh, feel the need to share their opinions on a regular basis mm-hmm. about everything, and right. this isn't a recent thing. This is like this yeah, is yeah. like within the last several years. It's just like this regular thing. Well, this is what I think about it, and I'm just. You know, it it gets to the point where, you know, as a person with entrepreneurial tendencies and, you know, starting this podcast and also having my own like musical project, like 
I, I'm really careful to not contribute to the noise. You know, yeah. like I'm really careful. It's just like I recognize that it's just chaos out there. Our process here yeah. is that we're doing our best to just be consistent. You know, we're just going to be a constant stream just going. And it's not even about us. Like we're really just kind of conduits. We're really just yep. sharing what other people are up to. And I think, honestly, I think what you shared was really valuable, just like really <laughs> straight from the gut, just like, man, I, I don't got shit for you guys right now. <laughs> like, <I'm> fucking <laughs> yeah. You know, on the subject of social media, I think we should have a direct access to all the information, everything that's going on. It should not be censored, but the, it turns into an echo chamber mm-hmm. and it turns into narratives being pushed and it mm-hmm. should just be, here's all the information you fucking do with it, what you want. Mm-hmm. But, I think, I mean, Facebook's obviously on the way out. There's got to be so? something newer that is less like, like we can rally behind a cause, but don't let it be manipulated to where it's like a, an artificial uh, outrage kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that. But No, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, the, the echo chamber that you're talking about is something that a lot of people don't really think about. They, they look at their feed and that is their objective view of the world because, A, it's all of their friends. B, it's all of the pages they follow. And C, it's also the things that they regularly interact with. So they're going to be yeah. like, if they're more uh, conservative, they're going to be likely to right. click on more conservative links. And then Facebook's like, oh, you like conservative right. links, huh? Here's some more. That's they're the not thing. giving you an objective view of yeah. reality. Bots and our own taste. Like if we unfollow someone because they see something we disagree with, we're just cutting out another opposing viewpoint. And right. so sure. we're just being fed what we want our narrative to be. Mm-hmm. And then like we wake up every day believing what we're seeing and no other opposing viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like that's detrimental to society when we're like taking this as gospel every day mm-hmm. and not getting, uh, any kind of objective truth. So, right. and meanwhile, we're not actually having any real fucking conversations with people where yeah, it's all, yeah. But we know that. We've been saying that for years. Like, yeah, you but, can start shit with anybody and not yeah. have any consequences. Yeah. So, what do you do? We sound like old grumpy guys right now. I'm not fine. fucking mad at, at these kids for stirring up trouble, though. It's like, I fucking fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Yeah. And whatever's going to happen is going to happen now. Like, there's too much crazy shit going on in the world and there's a lot the train's set in motion so it's hard to not be a conspiracy theorist at this point because (laughs) it's just there's a lot of things that are real convenient the timing is just like oh wow well that's yeah there's but that can also just be the universe because everything's just kind of one big coincidence anyway but (laughs) yeah i like to think of counter conspiracy theories when i see my conspiracy theory friends like Oh shit! Like, like I support Trump because he's anti-mask, and it's like maybe he's anti-mask because he's going to buy stock in the vaccine company, and he wants you to get sick. Come on, just think real quick. Like, there's a counter narrative to this, you know? What is it? It's quick diffusion, man. I like that tactic. Yeah, well, it doesn't work. So <laughs> you uh, you take it neat. You want another hit of this, man? Yeah, a little. A little bit. Here we go. Yeah, Thank a, you, sir. Give me a nip. I'm already like. Uh, this break brought to you by Hotel Tango. About, about a third of what you gave him. Hotel Tango's two year bourbon poured by Nick Hinton. 
That's Dude, right. I I do have an official uh, you know state state given liquor license, so it's all legal. Cheers, fellas. Oh, me too. I, mean, I should check that. So that's saying, is this still legal? Usually is this real for like life? Three years. <laughs> what is real? Oh, that's almost tasty as as tasty as the old fashioned you just uh, made a. Uh, how long? How how long have we been here? Oh, hundreds of years at least. Oh boy. Oh gosh. I don't know. It looks like you're measuring in beats instead of minutes. That's correct. This is a <laughs> different file. So um, we're at four four at one hundred and twenty beats per minute, and we're at bar sixteen oh one. Oh, hey, nice. All right. But if you click on that little downy arrow right there. This is your pilot. We're coming um, in at bar 1601 at approximately 120 beats per minute. I'm clicking on nothing. I'm scared to click on this. <laughs> we um, don't want to corrupt the files. I derailed us. So you guys want to know a process. And I'm over here going on some there's goddamn no, political there's, rant. There's goddamn. No, no there's, rails. There's, <laughs> yeah. There's no. It's a wide open playground yeah, of imagination not. and... I guess whiskey right now. <laughs> <laughs> Orange peels. <laughs> yeah. Sad citrus and whiskey so, glasses. You know uh, where it all started? I'll tell you where it all started. I was a chubby kid, not unlike now. <laughs> I was 15 years old. I relate to this already. I had jean shorts on. I had tall socks. I saw the video of this is why I'm saying. And I was a nervous kid, and I played Wonderwall at the fucking talent show at <laughs> high school. And the fucking crowd went bananas. They went berserk. Nice. They loved it? They fucking were screaming and cheering and nice. went bananas. And like, love. at that point, my ego was born. And then I just said, <laughs> fuck it. I'm like, Angel, I can do it. I got my ass kicked a lot for saying that shit. But yeah. it's like, if you're going to do something, just tackle it and if you get your ass kicked, fuck it, right? Right. Might so. have gotten your ass kicked, but I bet it also paid off in the attention of young ladies at times, huh? That's what I learned about music at that, that moment. It's like, the girls are talking to me now. I won 50 bucks, and I think that was about it. But <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> so that laid the groundwork for the rest of my music career, everybody's music career. There's a little bit of money and some ladies in it for you. Uh, let me know when you... A little when bit of money and again. a lot of loving. That's in my next song. I'm fucking right. I'm going country. All right. You heard it here, going folks. Full country. A little full bit tilt. of money and a lot of loving. <laughs> Just give it, give it a, give it a good twelve weeks or so, and then write an entire album about having nothing salient to say. <laughs> I mean, I could just see it like the fucking election gets derailed. China's on the way with aircraft carriers. America breaks out in civil war and world war at the same time. And then like 15th headline, Mike Angel releases <laughs> a little bit of money and a lot of love or whatever the fuck I said. Just try so to heal that's the world, Mike. I mean, I don't want to contribute to the fucking noise. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, guys, I know there's a world war and a civil war, but I got this new album coming out on Spotify this week. <laughs> Hey, you know, I mean, how else are they using line 15 down there? You know, I mean, might as well be promoting Mike Angel's new album. Yeah, I don't know. How long do you guys think the Civil War lasts if it happens? Christ Almighty. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be like the last one. No, this the last would be one more like a more geographic Syrian, uh, uh, Somalian fucking shit show. Urban yeah. warfare. And yeah. it's terrifying to think about. I, just, I don't even want to even think about it. Yeah. 
Mm. God forbid. So where are we going if it pops off? Well. Because we're not staying here. I'm not staying here. Bedford. Don't tell anybody on this show where you're going. It's All your right. own secret place. All right. Well, we're going to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, actually, that's where I was going. How'd you know? Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I was trying to put one place we wouldn't go. No, I'll stay and fight. You'll stay and fight? <laughs> I'll stay and fight the man. Whatever Who, what, I mean, what if it's not the man, though? Well, whoever is... The aggressor. Somebody will, is, is always the man in a situation. Mm. Robots. Who's the underdog, and what is their cause? Mm. I mean, you can't support an underdog if they have a shitty cause, but... Yeah. Right now, the underdog is pretty justified, I feel like. There's but a that lot of could. Underdogs. Yeah, you know, everything's split into like thousands of subgroups. It's like, yeah. I like what you're doing here. Not so much here. These two I could do away with. And it's like, but it's a whole conglomerate of a movement with several hundred factions in it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a mess, man. It is. And you people know, are going to break this shit down in history books and. In the future. Dude, good fucking luck, man. This is going to be the biggest fucking chapter for long. They might actually yeah. just delete it. Like, yeah. This shit never happened. This was, we might delete it before they get the opportunity. Yeah. Well, well, think about this, too. I mean, like, you're, you, we're in a point in human history where there is more information than ever. And, right. And all this shit is going off at once. Like, it must have been much easier and much more convenient to write about World War Two in the Vietnam War. Well, I want to say um, in, in a way because you, you have less sources of information, but yeah. in a way that can kind of be a detriment as well. But well, they were getting that information. The American public was getting it like a week later. Right. Yeah, exactly. But now there is so much information that it's it's difficult to make heads or tails of anything that's going on right now. Like, you know, I don't – I just – Anything I read online anymore, even if like, you know, I, I feel like I'm reasonably intelligent about discerning like a good source from a bad source and mm-hmm. like really taking things into consideration. But man, I can't I can't make an objective like call on anything anymore. Like right. anymore. I'm just like this person said this, you know, because that's the most truth I know is right. that this person says this or this media outlet says this and usually i i when i'm trying to make a a coherent thought about it i just kind of list all the thoughts there are about it because i can't fucking tell what's what's real and what's not anymore you right. know and i think a lot of people are like that and it's getting they don't know yeah, trust has gone out the window trust is gone but they don't know that they're like that they, what's well, like we're we're here we're like uh, the children of a a divorce that's happening currently and it's the government versus the media and the media is selling their narrative and the government's selling their narrative and we're mm. just here like watching them fight. Let's make a bummer discussion even worse, by the way. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're ripping f- open wounds for me, Mike Angel. Hey, I was I remember that from when I was ten. Yeah. So anyway, let's fucking go back to let's go back to something happy. Uh what about global nuclear warfare? Oh, can't wait. Hmm. So my processes, I think about the end of the world frequently. Okay. And then I write dark material to upbeat tempos. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. What was your um, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. I'm going to read your words because oh, I think yeah. – because uh, in, in case somebody uh, quotes us, then I'll get credit for it. So uh, 
Nice. Because Nick Hinton. Yeah. Feel free to attach your name to, to yes. anything that I've said. These words are mine alone <laughs> and not Nick Hinton's. He describes Bigfoot Yancey as sonically robust, optimistic music with an appropriate amount of distinctively Midwestern melancholy. Yeah. That would have been a lot better if I said it perfectly. Say it again. All right. I'm going to say it again. This time for the record. Take two. Take two. Bigfoot Yancey. Sonically robust, optimistic music with an appropriate amount of distinctively Midwestern melancholy. That shit sounded straight off NPR right there. That was just out of my mouth, man. I got it. I Beautiful. Got it. Yep. My words alone, definitely not Nick Hinton's. Definitely off the not cuff. on. Yep. I'm I, impressed. Yeah, I just came up with that just now. Good um, job, Ryan Selleck. Yeah, good. No, good job on these uh, old fashioned yeah. and inventing this. Just yeah. I, I, mean, I heard it was your favorite cocktail, so I decided to go ahead and invent it for you. Yeah, thank you. It was <laughs> in my past life. Oh, so delicious. I love them. I mean, now we're drinking it straight, so I got to be careful with this. It's drying my mouth out a little bit. It's, it's good getting, for you. Getting me. I don't. I don't drink a lot, Mike Angel. This is. Uh, this I is don't either Angel. anymore. You don't. No? Pretty dry anymore. Pretty dry. Not completely dry. But All right. Well, I don't mean to be a bad influence. I thought. Whoa. I thought. No, this, this is my good. cheat day. I had six tacos, corn on the cob, half a watermelon, and two bourbons. <laughs> God damn, that's impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> and you said it was by accident too. It was totally by accident. Wow. I just saw the taco place there, and it's one of my favorites. And I ordered twelve tacos. Not knowing what friends would show up. Sat there for a minute. No friends showed up. So I ate six. Then a friend showed up, and I gave the other six away. Oh. But I'm still, I'm still imagining you, like, just, like, slipping on a banana peel and accidentally consuming a half a watermelon, though. <laughs> like, just going, roll. Either way, it's really impressive. Yeah, it was good. I I, did, I put a video up. Oh, I got a watermelon video on Instagram. Video with an Enya song playing in the background <laughs> of me eating the watermelon. <laughs> I I didn't see that one, but I, I really love the hot dog one. You just did. did you post that anywhere? Or did you just make that? Oh, no, no, I'll probably post it right after this. Post it. Okay, good. Because uh, I was, think we'll have to to reshare some of those to we might stories with your permission. Oh yeah, of all course. right. I wasn't going to ask permission. I'm just going to take it. Oh, that's the American way. What kind of content can I provide your podcast right now that's not gloomy? Um, <laughs> Everybody always says, you just went total doom and gloom. No, it's, dude, I love it's it. It's okay. I, lo- I, I got a really dark sense of humor, so when it goes there, <laughs> like I love it. But also, like... Shout out Valerie like- on Indie Propaganda Podcast. She literally made me tape a second one because I was too fucking depressing. Really? No, no. We, I just found out about them, actually. That's a great is, show. Is that who you sent yeah. me? Oh, Indie Propaganda, yeah. yeah. You guys should yeah, fucking out. podcast each other. That's, That's I would love to cross have podcast. <laughs> cross pod, cross pods. Nation. Yeah. Tonight on Cross Pod. Cross Pod. Don't get your pod crossed. What if don't get your pot all new show alert? (laughs) Crazy Mike's the host of Cross Pod, where he takes one (laughs) podcast and puts them across the table from another podcast, and they podcast each other. Oh, I love it! Genius, I I love it. A moderated Cross Podcast. Ask me about my processes. I'm shitting charisma over here. (laughs) (laughs) A goddamned conduit. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, it's beautiful. Tell me about. When you decided to make the Virginia Avenue Folk Festival. 
All right. I remember you telling me about a meeting that you had with somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said you couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did that conversation transpire? Well, it was like... Because I, I know, I'm actually, I just want this to be shared with the audience because this is a really cool conversation and it stuck with me. So I'm not yeah. asking like I don't know. I know. I don't know. He um, doesn't know. So say, say it's Nick. So, you know, I met Pat. He was opening Rocket 88 Donuts at the time. I started hanging out there and we both liked music. And that was like December he opened and maybe November. And we were hanging out every day, drinking coffee and donuts, talking about music. And started hanging out with the nonprofit next door. They were called Trusted Mentors. They did like um, rehab, reentry for people coming out of the prison system to find them jobs and homes and things like that. And we were hanging out, and they're like, we should do an event to raise money. And me and Pat were like, let's do a music festival. So we were going to have like 10 bands in a parking lot next door to what is now Fountain Square Animal Clinic owned by my other business partner, Kurt Phillips. And um, we're like, let's do like 10, 10 bands. And we put it together, and we're like, well, fuck, why not go bigger? And since I was playing in Bigfoot Yancey, I had met a lot of people. We had a lot of mutual musician friends around, and it just kind of turned into like 70 bands. And none of us knew what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> like... It's like, what, how are we going to do this? And they gave us an operating budget. And they knew people that were in the the business sort of musicians and, like, older people. And so they put together this committee. And it was like, so what we're trying to do is we're going to have 70 bands just up and down the sta- <laughs> the Virginia Avenue here, you know, multiple stages. And they're like, what you're doing is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd never been in a meeting like this before, so I just kicked my chair out from behind me and stood up and said, nobody fucking tells me I can't do something. (laughs) (laughs) That was John Martin, by the way. He's a a pretty well-known musician right here in Fountain Square. Oh, okay. I swear to God, I passed him on the cultural trail two years later. He's like, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking about my brother, John Martin. He's like, wait, what? He's a good dude. His daughter is a great musician, too. I, I used to work Megan with a guy Martin. named John Martin at Sam Ash Music back in like 2000. Was it John Martin? Does he, did he used to have long, curly brown yeah, hair? That's him. Oh, wow. Small world. Huh? Small world. I think. This I, episode sounds goes like out it. to all you John Martins like an, out there. An old guitar player? Yeah. It was in a syndicato back in the day. Oh, that, that sounds about right. And uh, his daughter, Megan Martin, is a great musician. She's in a great band here. So mm. shout out, Megan. Nice. But yeah, that that story stuck with me because he told he told it to me, and like I just like that. Just like nobody's going to tell me that I can't do something. Like I see it from his point of view. Like who's this fucking asshole? Like <laughs> he's not going to be able to pull this off. And I think he would have been right most of the time. But like anytime somebody tells me I can't do something, I fucking do it. And I did that as a kid, and that's why I was always in trouble. I can't, that can't be reversed now. I'm fucked in the head, so. <laughs> Just get filled with that holy thunder. It was the same for Square Cat, man. People are like, well, you, this isn't going to work. And it's like, I'll fucking show you. Fucking watch me. Motherfucker. But, <laughs> I don't know. It's a universe full of infinite possibility. Yeah. There's just, a way. Yeah, just fucking don't give up on something. Just yeah. keep trying. 
So how many years did you run the in, uh, the Virginia Avenue Folk Fest? And how many did it become the Music Fest? Oh, was it three and two or two three and three, two. something okay. like that? So about like five or six years you did it. Yeah, we renamed Jesus. it to be – not that we weren't inclusive before, but it was confusing. People thought it was just folk music and we already had hip-hop and punk and it was bluegrass. And there was a lot of folk because folk musicians are the easiest to conjure up, but hmm. it wasn't strictly folk, so – we changed the name to Music Fest and started looking more outward, national acts. In the last two years, we had some really solid national acts that are unknown, relatively unknown. Mm-hmm. And so we were marketing ourselves as like, see them here first because these guys are going to blow up. And there's a few that are out there doing it. Like Amethyst Kia played one year and she just did a an album with uh, Rian and Giddens and, and people like that. But had we had more support financially from, let's say, the Fortune 500 companies that don't fucking support anybody around here, um, and people like that, you know, we could have kept going. But there's so much money in this city. There's a lot of investment going on. There's a lot of big fucking companies. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers should be putting it into the arts and the mm-hmm. music and all the creative endeavors going on around here. So. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much money that you raised for um, what? What was that company again? The not not company, but that nonprofit that you um, trusted mentors. I yes. can't even remember. I can't even remember first year, but but we, I mean that's a testament to it. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. like that's a testament to like what. Well, we like had a falling of, out. They appreciated what we did, and they wanted to take control of it. And we're like, no, no, no. Whoa, yeah, no, no, that's yeah, not. So, that's not okay. But they're a noble cause. I appreciate yeah. what they do. We've been working with Southeast Community Services every year after that. Okay. Right there in Fountain Square, because to me that is the most unselfish uh, community involvement program I've ever seen in my life. I mean, mm. they've literally paid my rent before, and many other people's rent when they were down on their luck, especially through COVID. Mm-hmm. And I volunteer over there and help them load food donations, and they have a welcome center, immigrant welcome center. They yes. have like GED classes. Like they're really going the extra mile for the for the neighborhood so hmm. i really appreciate what they do i tried to raise money for them but actually did i emceed their annual gala a few months back and that was fun because hmm. i've never done anything like that hmm. lots of suits and ties and it's like crazy mike with the microphone here <laughs> <laughs> and they did this live auction on the screen and no one was like really hitting it and she's like do your thing and uh, i broke free i was like i'm gonna keep fucking talking until until this thing hits the top you know i just kept rambling crazy mike stuff <laughs> fucking watched it skyrocket and they're like we've nice. raised more money than ever this year <laughs> nice because <laughs> i threatened all these people i'm not gonna <laughs> shut up until it's done so oh that's so good cool yeah. man yeah fountain square is a weird place man it's like it's evolving before I got there, there was a lot of underground, like, gritty art and music. And then, you know, the waves of people come, and I was there for a little bit of it, and now it's like, you know, half a million dollar homes. Mm-hmm. Not as many art studios. The music is kind of, well, especially now, it's kind of dead, but it's it'll be back. And there's just a lot to compete with down there. But mm-hmm. there's some cool homies in there in Fountain Square, though. Yeah, it's it's still got it's still got its 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 own you know sort of soul. Oh yeah, you know, and it's not all bad. No, it's great. It's just like 
you have to evolve with the landscape yeah. to survive. And so that's the trick. And that's what we're trying to do at Square Cat. And, you know, we offer coffee and beer and, and live music and records. We have records, too. Can you believe it? Can you believe <laughs> so. it? We've been hyping you guys up pretty good because, man, I like no joke. Square Cat Vinyl is one of my favorite places in the city just well, because it has everything. It's it's all the things. It's yeah. it's it's a record store. It's a live music venue. They have coffee there, and the coffee's great. And Wi-Fi. oh my god, the espressos you guys have there are literally like one of the best espressos I've ever had. Tinker Coffee, man. Tinker Coffee, espressos, and coffee, and Zing Blend. And then you know what? At the end of the day, after I'm done working, you got beers there too, and, and wine, and what what other drinks you got there usually? Mm, you know, we got uh, spritzers and lots of beer, lots of beer, lots of beer. But you but you can't do uh, like shots, and you can't make drinks like okay. No, but gotta you gotta get do that beers. freeway. It's expensive. Yeah. Mm. Respect. I mean, that's that's all you need. That's, you just need some beer. That's fine. That's fine. Beer and coffee and yeah. Wi-Fi yeah. and vinyl. And some live music and vinyl. Some vinyl. Yeah. And vinyl. Maybe some a t-shirt. A little sticker. bit of crazy mic. Some t-shirts. A couple stickers. Yep. Yeah. No fees. Mm, there's going to be fees on this. Oh, oh okay. Oh, well, yeah. No, no, not on the stickers. Oh, not on no the fees stickers? on the stickers. No fees on the stickers? Okay. Well, I, I, hope it's, I hope it's understood when we say no fees that it really means no additional fees no fees no fees well i wish i could say no fees uh fully but you know the government has their taxes and all that so i mean gotta live yeah i wish we could say that about forging flame but unfortunately our listeners even are subject to forging flame fees forging flame fees we call them fleas fleas (laughs) i guess we do now shit (laughs) maybe subject to forging flame fees (laughs) no fleas no fleas. No fleas. That's a good oh, motto. Shit. It's evolving. It's just ever changing. <laughs> no fleas. No fleas. I could do it for all the animal clinics yes. in town. Like, no fleas. Just like oh, a, a new like, flea bath or something, yeah. you know? Like, no Crazy fleas. Mike's flea bath. No fleas. <laughs> yes. I can see it now. See? It's good marketing. All kinds of good things coming out of Forging Flame. What else would you like to discuss? Forgingflame.com. What, what the hell is a oh. Bigfoot Yancey? Oh, yeah. Bigfoot what, Yancey. What does, what does that mean? Okay. I know what a Bigfoot is. I don't know what a Yancey is. It's nothing to do with the mythical creature Bigfoot. Okay. It's actually a town in South Texas. Hmm. Back when I used to live in the van and I was bouncing around, I went 200,000 miles in two years with just me and the dog. I was expediting light freight in the van, so I'd like have to drive sometimes like 900 miles overnight, just nonstop, you know, there was no naps. There was a lot of coffee. Um, and just south of San Antonio, there's a sign that says Bigfoot Yancey. Whoops, I punched the microphone. <laughs> Bigfoot Yancey, two different towns. There's a sure. road sign, and I pass it a few times a week. And uh, I had a girlfriend at the time. We had a terrible breakup. I threw her out, and... I was like, oh, fuck. Threw out of the van? No, no, it was oh. back at the house. Oh, okay. Um, it's like, I'm just here now. I met up with the guys at the bar. I was like, hey, I threw out my girlfriend. She was not being good. Uh, I need roommates. <laughs> and they moved in. And uh, I saw this street sign like a few weeks later. Like, we should start a band and call it Bigfoot Yancey. And Jaren and Lauren were like, okay. They were easily influenced, so. Yeah, they're very easily but yeah, I pass that shit all the time, and I always was intrigued by it. So, mm-hmm. 
just one of those two words that just fit so well together. I guess. Just, I mean, it's silly as fuck. It's, it's just, super silly, but it's, it's distinctive. It's but, distinctive. It's yeah. catchy. Like, know? we're not a band that – I mean, we like what we do, but we're not trying to fucking take ourselves too seriously. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and Bigfoot Yancey, like, it's – I don't know. The, the word – the words have a vibe to it and it really matches the vibe of like the music and the live shows and everything, dude. It's that Texas landscape, man. It's <laughs> treacherous. <laughs> My agony comes out through the especially when Lauren plays the Saul, that was Oh yeah. That fit well. But nice. it's haunting. Yeah. And if you're ever driving through uh like a really foggy stretch of eerie roads, like put on one of our Saul songs and you'll feel it. Definitely recommend Coyote. Yeah. Coyote's my favorite. It's the last song. track on the new album, Early Years, mm-hmm. we, um, I think we were, most of the guys, not me because I was driving, of course, but we were under the influence of something. I can't remember what. We had just recorded this, the last track, and we were up in Michigan where we recorded it, and we were driving through down the coastline, and there's fucking fog everywhere, and the, and Lauren's playing the saw on the track, and it just, like, clicked for us. Mm. Like, this is what this is what it's all about right here mm. but nice yeah and you guys went up to michigan you didn't really have any ideas on deck or anything did you you didn't you kind of went up there and wrote the album as you recorded it is that, is that right or did you have ideas going in there we had a a list of old songs i have written mm-hmm. which um early years was the name of a song i wrote a while back so it was like this whole list of songs. We recorded 14 up there, but uh, we wrote Stranger up there, and we wrote that last track, oh, uh, okay. Opal's Hymnal, up there too. We stayed in some cottage overlooking the lake, and there was a quarter mile of ice shelf out there. Mm. And we showed up, and it was this beautiful like pine trees and uh, two feet of snow. And we went hiking, and we walked out on the ice shelf down to the water's edge, and it was fucking scary. And, like, there were parts where it was caving in, and we get back, and we're just fucking around on our phones. There was very little reception, but when we got it, it was like, warning, don't go near the ice shelf. It's <laughs> claimed several lives this week already. Like, oh, fuck, dude. Whoops. You guys put some uh, photos on online, like, of just this pristine, clear feet of ice like i've never seen anything like that before is that from oh, that was from our we did a winter tour last year or two oh, years ago. okay so that's a different we went up around the lake though i have this affinity for up north and so does kevin mm-hmm. and kevin put together this tour around lake michigan and so we went up through chicago and and wisconsin and we went to duluth and lake superior and hiked out on the ice and there were huge chunks of clear ice Never seen anything like that before. Hmm. That was that was wild. Duluth is a cool place. I'm a fan of the Midwest in general. Wait, is yeah. Duluth in Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. That's technically Midwest. Yeah. Kevin uh, lived there a long time, so he's got a fucking loon tattoo and a walleye tattoo on his arms. I've, I've compensating never, for this miserable, humid-ass state he's sitting in right now. <laughs> Indiana, I mean, don't get me wrong. We've come a long way in the last handful of years. You know, we've still got a lot of work to do. But geographically, um, it gets so much better not that far away. Like western Missouri, a lot, so much of Iowa. Yeah. Um, 
and just gorgeous, gorgeous. Southern Indiana gorgeous is beautiful. Land. That's where my people are from down in the hills. But yeah. most of the two thirds of the state is just fucking flatland. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I like Southern Indiana. It's a it's a strange place. It is, yeah. Brown County. My family settled there a long time ago, and that's a subject matter for a lot of our songs. And hmm. Just our personalities in general. Lauren's family's from Brown County too, so really, huh? We have friends down there, and it's just a, a good place. It's one of the best places to be around here. Hmm. I gotta it's go. Good, I gotta go check it out because, man, when I moved out west a few years ago, like that was the thing that just struck me. Is everywhere I went, it was just like, oh, just yeah. mountains and trees that are like a hundred feet tall. Like all right. that shit was like blowing my mind because I spent so much time in the flatland middle part of Indiana, not really venturing outside too much. It's just as far as cities go and cities and nature, like, I mean, Indianapolis has its spots, but like you drive around and there's really nothing to see. Like, yeah, I mean, in Tucson, there's the entire city is surrounded by mountains yeah, and it's, it's just, beautiful down there. It is so gorgeous. And everywhere you look, you're just in awe, you know, yeah. and you totally take for granted how fucking big a mountain is like me being from not from Indianapolis, but spending a lot of time here and going to Tucson. Like one day I was just like, I'm just going to drive towards that mountain and see like how far it takes me to get to the mountain and figure it out. And I was, I was driving for a long time and it just, it just kept getting bigger. <laughs> and, uh, apparently I don't know how mountains work, but, um, but yeah, just add know. water, watch the mountain grow. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't even know where Duluth was. I only heard that in the Lake of Fire song. Like other than oh, that, yeah, yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't even know. But those pictures were gorgeous. Like I do love it up north. It's uh, apparently I need to get out, like start adventuring yeah. a little bit more. Go see some shit, damn it. Go see some shit. Yeah. These United States of ours are a wonderful and diverse place. Really though, each <laughs> each state's almost like its own country. Like Florida. Like Florida. <laughs> it's its own country. <laughs> you know? Mm. So, we talked about Bigfoot Yancey. We talked about Virginia Avenue Folk Festival slash Music Fest. We talked about Square Cat Vinyl. We sure did. Squarecatvinyl.com for Meow. all your vinyl needs. What other kind of stuff you use? Uh, so you, you have a subscription service on squarecatvinyl.com. And you, the litter box, yeah. The litter box. Is it a separate website? No, it's on there. It's on okay. the shop online shop page. Okay, so it's called litter box. And how, how far are you willing to ship? I wanted to ask that. Yeah. Sorry. A U.S. Postal Service. Right? We yeah. ship, yeah. Ship anywhere, anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Yeah, we had a world. There's some guys that buy a lot from uh, us from South Africa. We send them pretty big boxes of stuff. Nice. Mm. Um, like I said, I sent some to Japan the other day and nice. everywhere in the world. We do, I do local delivery within five miles. Crazy Mike's local delivery service. <laughs> I will hand your records to you personally. Face to face. Face to face with masks. Yep. Within five mile radius. And we have pickups three days a week right now. So nice. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, 10 to two. And uh, litter box is that so? So that's just random vinyl, right? You're just sending people yeah. random, random stuff. I can't remember our subscription levels, but there's there's three different subscription levels. Okay, and you basically 
I think it was like the big one was $99 and you get two new vinyl and two used vinyl twice a month. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure that was the price. Don't quote me on that, folks. It's not as if I should know my own prices here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we just handpick them. Just like, oh, I think they'll like this one. Just surprise. Yeah. But we only have good shit there, so. Yeah. Only, only the best. And we do have a litter box. It's bargain, the bargain bin litter box. It's four bargain bin items. So, cool. It's only twelve bucks. I'm trying to, I'm trying to confirm your pricing real quick. Hold on, let's see. When, uh, when do you think um, square cap vinyl will be business as usual? Business as usual. I don't think yeah. that's going to happen ever again. Ever? Really? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. We're, we're playing it pretty cautious. We got a tight space in there, and yeah. Um, we're working through some plans. I can confirm that we have we locked in and put a deposit down on our second location, which is the mm. Bottle Works on oh, Mass Ave. Nice, that's a sweet spot. We're going to be right in the middle of the food hall there. Hmm. So, and they're saying later this year, but there's a goddamn pandemic, so I don't believe hmm. them. And like you, you got to take everything with a grain of salt right now because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, they're still working on it, though. You know, yeah, but it's, you don't want to. You don't good. want to open up during a pandemic and be half-assed about something. Hell yeah. no. That's my biggest concern with Square Cat is we don't just like silently open our doors one day. Like I want to have something new and exciting to offer people when we do open our doors. So it's not business as usual, as you put it. Yeah. So, so we're just gonna pack the house right off the bat. Just every, just pack everybody in. You won't need a COVID test because you'll have it for sure. <laughs> Guaranteed. No fee. No fees, COVID. Yeah. Um, point of clarification. And in, in the meantime, until we can pack the house. No, no. 99, 12. All right. So the bargain plan. And keeping in mind, these all come with in-store pickup discounts. So if you live in, in central Indiana or anywhere near Fountain Square, uh, you get you can say, shave a few bucks off if you're willing to come down to the shop and get it yourself. But otherwise, the bargain plan, $19. In-store pickup discount, enough. 12 bucks. Okay, there it is. So that's six bargain bin records for $19 a month. That's a crazy deal. Your single offering here, 69 69 uh, Now I remember. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> um, In-store pickup discount, 62 nice. You got one litter box a month. That's four records, two new, two used. Or the double, which is 109 with the $99 in-store. And that's ah, yes. two of those litter boxes per month. That's a sweet deal, though. That's great, man. It's fun. I could, I could see, I could definitely see as, as if if word can spread to enough people, and we just got our first listeners in Croatia, by the way. Oh, did, right. you, did you see that? No, right? I did not see that. No, we've right, got well, at least two people in Croatia listening to our stuff. You have right Croatia. Shout out to everyone in Croatia listening to us right now. That's you guys are awesome. You. Croatian connections. Um, I know some Croatians. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Dan's yeah. in-laws. I thought yeah. so. Dan uh, Dan Crawford's married to one of them. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, her her whole family, I think, uh, came from from the Croatia. I don't know their entire story, but Croatians, man, they, go to your government and make this the official podcast. Come on, <laughs> hi, hi Maria's family. Thanks Hello. for listening. This is the Thank official Maria's Croatian family. podcast. 
But apparently they came – I don't know – like I said, I don't know all the details, but apparently they came from some pretty rough circumstances and oh, moved yeah. to the Chicago area in a longabout way and um, made a pretty successful life for themselves. So it's a really um, inspiring like kind of immigrant story and apparently a lot of those Croatians with the peasant background, they kind of uh, – they, they have a good work ethic. So – yeah, shout out to Croatia. Thank you for the two listeners in Croatia. And uh Hell yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. Hopefully you like it. Hopefully it wasn't just like, oh, what's this garbage? And if if you if you really like it and you got yourself a, a little turntable, you can get yourself a litter box subscription. That's, That's right. Squarecatvinyl.com. Squarecatvinyl.com. Litter box subscription. I think my spiritual advisor used to be in a Croatian gang in San Diego, but it might have been a Yugoslavian gang. Oh, I didn't know Croats had gangs. Can you say Croats? Is that is that uh, is that offensive? I, I don't know. If if I just said like a horribly offensive thing, I am so sorry. I'm just stupid. Um, Croatians. I should just not say it if there's any uh, like. <laughs> anyway. 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 Um, uh, back to politics. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a question though. About vinyl. Okay. What got you into vinyl? Like, how did that? How did that come about? It seems to be a, it's a thing. So yeah. Yeah. one yeah. year almost to the date before we announced that we were opening, I had posted online like, "What would you guys think about a record store in Fountain Square?" Hmm. And so we, Pat and I, were always talking about having a place because we were doing the festival and we were doing pop up events, but we didn't have a place. So we kind of put it out there to the universe, and. Pat was always fond of a record store. He always wanted to own a record store. But I always wanted to have a venue and, like, a public gathering space. So when I, when the night that Kurt and I were drinking and it was, like, it was during Fountain Square Music Fest and we were at New Day Meadery drinking. And uh, I was like, Kurt, let's open up a bar together. And he's like, no. I said, Kurt, let's open up a record store. And... His wife looked at him, and she's like, I'm going to leave you two alone. And <laughs> fucking, like, worked out the details for Square Cat Vinyl, like, in a drunken manner. And then I woke up to a text from Kurt the next morning saying, are we doing this? <laughs> Shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What did I do? <laughs> Created opportunity for yourself. I'm shitting charisma. <laughs> I'm drunk as fuck. I text Pat. Like, uh, I just got us a record store. He's like, what? And I called him. I was like, I got us fucking records. He thought I was full of shit, but... We partnered up together, and Kurt invested in us, and Square Cat Vinyl became a thing. Nice. So, so, but it had to be under those circumstances, right? Not just a record store is going to survive. Not just a bar is going to survive. Not just a music venue is going to survive. It's going to take all of these things at once. It's a multifaceted business plan, mm-hmm. and it has to be in the heart of Fountain Square to survive. And so everything lined up and pulled the trigger on it it was so close that it didn't somebody else looked at that building like an hour after we did mm-hmm. to rent it and uh we fucking got there first luckily so stars aligned it was crazy yeah. man it was meant to be mike i guess so it, was. it is a You're just awesome following location. your destiny just kind of fucking stumbled into it drunkenly so <laughs> <laughs> how it goes man hey what's this maybe i need to drink more <laughs> no no it's not like that don't, don't take it like that no no 
we worked real hard on the fest and showed what we could do, you know. So. Yeah. But you just have to have the guts to. What did I say? And Kurt's roast is like, sometimes you just have to have the guts to go out there and ask a rich guy for money, <laughs> something like that. Hmm. They might just say yes. I mean, if it's a good enough idea, why not? If it benefits everybody in the neighborhood and them and. It is a great idea, and it's not being done anywhere else. Everywhere else is very separated. It's either a record store or it's a local music venue, and yours just everything. I mean, you guys on on a normal day before COVID. I mean, you guys were open at what seven a.m. eight a.m. eight a.m. every day ten p.m. on the weekdays ten p.m. Yeah, midnight on weekends, and then you would have. But it it's not that abnormal. It's just the fucking Midwest. You go out to the West uh, Coast. Easy Street Records in Seattle, they have a cafe and shit like that. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite record store. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with Seattle, and Pat is of that mindset, too. And so if you just think, like, you're from the coast here, then you're beating everybody by five years every time. So that's my opinion on it. Mm. We're just a little behind out here. (laughs) Just a little. We're, uh, it's not actually five years. The uptick. It's like uh, 230 years behind here, something like that, according to my mm. watch. Mm. Is that vintage? It is. It's from the 80s. <laughs> Let me see that. I think my dad used to have one just like that. Yep, that's definitely a dad watch right That's there. an old dad watch. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, the white New Balances. I'll be a dad. <laughs> that's how I'll announce that I'm going to be a dad. My white New Balances. Well, all right, man. I think um, I think we're at a good point to start winding it down. Is there anything you'd like to like to put out there? Anything you're uh, working towards? I mean, obviously, there's SquareCatVinyl.com where people can order from your selection there, and they can take part in the litter box subscription subscription service. But uh, Use what promo about code Forging Flame? <laughs> Yeah, don't. Yeah, I'm kidding. Don't do that. That's don't not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything yet. <laughs> yet? Square you know Cat, something I don't? Square Cat is sponsoring Forging Flame in some manner. These are our dudes. So this is presented by Square Cat somehow. Somehow. We just got to sort it out. Yeah. We're, we're figuring it out. I like these guys, go. though. And if you're listening, spread the fucking word. Spread the Ooh. word. Uh, so you mentioned you were uh, you worked on a, a video with Bigfoot Yancey. When when do you think like that might drop? Like you're thinking weeks, months, years? Uh, when is this published? This uh, we're going to try to get this out pretty quickly. So hopefully by next week. I think probably mid July. Mid July. Okay. Yeah. So pretty pretty quick. Like when? Where can people uh, keep their ear to the ground? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Bigfoot Yancey. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. I'm having trouble talking, man. This has only been two drinks, but um, okay. A little mushy mouth. A little mushy mouth. I got some bananas in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I've been why. eating baby food again, Ryan. Right eating baby food. But uh, okay, so people can keep an eye on uh, Bigfoot Yancey on on Facebook and Instagram. Y a n c e y. Right. Mm-hmm. There is an e in there. Yancey. Bigfoot Yancey. Nobody ever gets that right when we play shows. It's always wrong on the marquee. Oh, really? Bigfoot Yankees. Yeah. Welcome to Bigfoot Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 
So aside from both of those things, anything else going on you'd like to let people know? I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. Yeah. How can we help you get money? Yeah. Oh, buy shit from squarecatvinyl.com. Buy shit go. from squarecat. Yeah, we have so a, much of the shit. We have a tab on there to tip the staff, too. So, yeah. Or to donate. It goes directly to the staff. So That's a baller That's, move. Because this unemployment is going to run out soon, probably. And mm-hmm. It's going to suck for the service <laughs> industry. Yeah. Myself included. Yeah, Most fucking people. Employed in the service industry, I salute you because that is that is definitely a like a stone cold G thing to do. So yeah. good on you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Cool. Anything else? Nothing. Yeah. Well, it's eight fifteen. I don't know when we got started, but it's like probably close to like two hours or something. Oh yeah. Uh, also, on it dot com promo code forging flame forging flame ten percent off ten percent off. What supplements? Your, I don't uh, think I looked at uh, I see you. everything but workout equipment. And also, uh, they've got a bunch of free trials for Alpha Brain and Shroom Tech, and I think a third one as well. So, yeah. You know. Both Alpha, Alpha Brain and Shroom Tech. I've tried both of those, yeah. and they're definitely effective. So, And if it's free, might as well try it. Might as well try it if it's free. The first hit's always free. Yeah. Promo code Forging Flame. Forging Flame. On it.com. O N N I T. Oh, also, Hotel. Tango, oh, thank yeah. you thanks, for thanks again. Special special props to to Kelsey over there for hooking us up. Yeah. Hotel Tango, to your bourbon. <laughs> we should let Mike do this. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, Mike just needs to come and do all of our uh, promos and ad reads for us. Oh, that'd be fun. I could record those from home. Just send them to you. Yeah. We'll give you three percent. It's fine by me. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for the mush mouth, Hotel Tango. That yeah. was. Uh, Good mush. It was a good mush. Uh, made it a little challenging, but we is made that it. what it's called? No. What do you say? <laughs> what kind of name is that? Good mush? mush. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, I got mush brain from it. I like the mush bill on this whiskey. It's eighty uh, percent mush. Yeah, it's delicious though. Yep. Love it. Okay. So. Well, thanks for talking to me, guys. Thanks for yeah. I'm sick of talking here. I'm over it. Over talking. I'm done talking. You guys have been rambling this whole time. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for sitting down with us, and thanks for doing everything you do. Thanks for making music with Bigfoot Yancey, even when you're not inspired. And thanks Uh, for not making music when you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks for shutting up when you shouldn't. There's millions of musicians that should hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Just people on social media in general should hear that. Please. Just everyone. Okay. Peace, I'm out. Peace out, guys. Bye-bye.